This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, mindful listeners. Thanks once again for spending some time with us here at Mindful Medicine. So, you know, we talk about food quite a bit on this show. I think food, as I've said before, is foundational for health. It can be causative, meaning it can contribute to health issues, and it can also be curative. And food's a lot, right? It's not just nourishment in our society. It is celebratory. It is it can be used as a drug. It certainly can be used as medicine. But today we're going to be talking about the keto lifestyle. Definitely, definitely something that has gotten my attention, not only in my practice, but everywhere I've seen in the health and wellness headlines, keto, keto, keto. So we're going to be talking about what is it? Um, is it great for everybody? Why is it important? What does it do? And to do that, I'm going to bring on Harlan Kilstein. He is the founder of Completely Keto and the author of Completely Keto Cookbook and Speed Keto. Harlan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. I always love talking to guests that have an extremely personal experience, and that's where their product came from. And you are one of them. So a few years ago, you were diagnosed with metabolic syndrome. So let's talk about what is that exactly? What was your experience? My experience was one of bewilderment. I went to my doctor after experiencing all kinds of digestive issues, and I found out that I was allergic to gluten. I had no idea. Mm. You know, through through most of my life, I, I the idea gluten and I were best friends. You know, we would <laughs> go places together. We we enjoyed each other's company. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I used to make recipes out of pure gluten, and um, but then. And bagels are made with high gluten flour, and it was, it was, we were we got along fabulously. <laughs> but out of the blue, rather suddenly, I was getting sick, and I went to my GI, who I hadn't seen in ages, and he did three tests, and each one came back and said, "You're allergic to gluten." And then as things developed. It turned out that I was celiac, which is completely out of the blue, which, by the way, in parentheses, I, I attribute to all of the stuff that they're doing to the wheat and the right. GMOs. Yes. So he said the easiest way for us to find out whether it's the case or not is by taking you off gluten. And within four days, every symptom disappeared. Wow. And yeah, up until this point, I had eaten bread, pizza, you name it. We were, as I said, we were pals. Yeah. And then the symptoms went away within days. And now if I even have a tiny contamination of gluten, I will know it. Sure. So when I came to the doctor... And when I came to the doctor, he, he sat down and we talked about weight. And he said, the reason you can't lose weight is because you have syndrome X. Yeah, metabolic syndrome. Syndrome X. I said, okay, what's that? He said, you have metabolic syndrome. I said, okay, what's that? And he said, it means you are not going to be able to lose weight. I said, wow. Say that again. Got any other good news for me? He said, yes, it's going to be virtually impossible for you to lose weight. And he said, do some research and then ask me any questions you might have on it. 
and I went and I... Well, interesting. I'm going to interrupt just for a second here because, um, so for the listeners, so yeah, metabolic syndrome and probably the reason your doctor might have mentioned that is because part of the syndrome, of course, so there's more than one thing, is that there's an insulin sensitivity or resistance, I should say, a resistance in insulin and makes it really hard for you to lose weight, makes it easy to gain weight. You have that adipose tissue around your truncal area. And then usually part of the syndrome as well is some cardiovascular uh, metrics that are up in a lipid profile, especially. And so it's a conundrum and it's a almost like a, a perfect storm for stroke, heart disease, uh, and, and, or a cardiovascular event down the road. Sounds exactly, you've been peeking at my medical records there, Doc. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what it was. And so the best thing that anyone can tell me is that the words, you can't do this. If you tell me I can't lose weight, you have given me a challenge. And so I, I set out to prove them wrong. And that began the journey of finding out what was going to work. And I found out that actually nothing did work. And even more frightening was some of the people in the, of medical professionals who I was going to knew very, very little about nutrition or, you know, if you want three opinions, just ask one doctor or even two doctors because they're, no, they don't agree. They don't agree. This is good for you. This is bad for you. Take this. Take this kind of thyroid. Don't take this kind of thyroid. It's bad for you. Take this much. Don't take this much. And I found my head spinning around. I went to low carb, but didn't know very much. And okay, cut out carbs. I could do that. The doctor told me no bread, no sugar. I could do that. No bread, no sugar. And my weight went up. He said, you've been having bread and sugar. I said, no, honest, I haven't. What are you eating? Well, since I don't have bread and I don't have sugar anymore, my go-to snack is rice cake, rice cakes with uh, no with um, uh, just regular peanut butter, natural peanut butter. He said you can't have rice cakes. I said why not? He goes it converts to sugar. I went oh okay, and then he turned around and said here drink these shakes and green drinks and everything will be perfect and the weight will fall off you. And a year later, when I the weight hadn't fall off, fallen off of me, I looked at the shakes, and they had all kinds of things in it designed to spike my insulin, like maltodextrin, one of the hidden sugars. And it's like, okay, that didn't work. So at around that time, I started getting interested in keto and didn't know very much about it. I started a Facebook group about keto, and this was about the beginning of the excitement on keto, and the group exploded. And one of the nice things that I did was running the group forced me to learn everything about keto. And I started by 
uh, ketoizing recipes. I would take some of my favorite recipes about foods that couldn't possibly be keto and make them keto. And it got to be a, a huge following of people who wanted my recipes because I always liked cooking and recipes were fun. So take a family recipe, one that I grew up on, convert it to keto, and people go, I didn't know that this could be keto. So I was doing great, except my weight had stabilized. It went down a little bit at the beginning of keto, but then it stood still and wasn't moving anywhere. And that's when I decided that I needed to make some changes. And oddly enough, I remembered a book on weight loss that was written by Mr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy. And, or, or he wrote the introduction. I can't find the book to this day, but I remember he wrote at least the introduction. And he said that he switched up what he did every single day of the week. He never ate the same meals the same way, etc. And I said, I wonder if that has any truth to it. And I began to research, and I found out that the metabolism can get used to just about anything. If a person goes on a diet, any diet, they're going to lose some weight, but then the metabolism goes, aha, I know what you're doing. And it brings the person to a plateau where they could stay for an extremely long uh, period of time because the body likes being in charge, and it wasn't happy. So I said, okay. How can I apply that um, concept to keto? And I came up with something that I've called the metabolic confusion technique, which is constantly changing what I eat and the way I eat and when I eat by combining keto and intermittent fasting. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, my weight started going down and going down and continuing to go down, so much so that in the past year, I'm down about 55 pounds with no sign of it slowing. Wow. So Harlan, I want to back up just a little bit because this is a fascinating story and congratulations. And I wouldn't say it was actually out of the blue. I think that by trial and tribulation, it seems that you have, you know, had this personal health journey and learning, you know, I think learning that rice is a grain and rice cakes, even though it sounds really healthy, especially brown rice cakes, when you say it really fast, if you have insulin resistance, that's going to contribute to that. And you are going to continue to be at the weight or even gain weight and also increase your risk factor for some of those things that we talked about. But let's back up because keto is slang, right? Keto is short for a ketogenic diet. So tell folks what you know about it being. What is a ketogenic diet? Well, the term ketogenic diet was first used in 1923 when a group of researchers came up with this diet to combat seizure activity in people with, um, especially young people with epilepsy. And it was extremely effective in combating epilepsy. But around the same time, the um, pharmacological community came out with meds that stop seizures. 
And so if there was a choice of changing your diet um, or taking medicine, people opted for the medicines. And so the ketogenic diet that came out in 1923 pretty much faded away because it wasn't brought out as a weight loss diet. It was brought out to combat seizures. It reappeared with Dr. Atkins in a different form. I believe the original Atkins was cut out carbs, eat all the protein you want. Just eat protein and, and, and the Atkins diet became uh, famous for people eating you know, huge portions of steak or uh, or eating sticks of butter. And I remember when I heard about it, it was like, there is no way in the world that that could possibly be healthy. Um, Dr. Atkins later modified that when they realized that even excess protein will convert to uh, fat or sugar, even at a much slower rate. Um, so the ketogenic diet that we follow today, again, is higher fat, it is medium protein, and it is low and it is low carbs. And I typically get my carbs from salads, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, asparagus. Those are my um, those are my carbs with a little bit, maybe a quarter of a cup of uh, berries um, uh, on occasion. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, in in just from a medical perspective, in doing this and drastically reducing carbohydrate intake and and replacing it with that higher fat, it puts your body into a metabolic state called ketosis. And then, so you basically, as a summary, low carb, higher fat, and then it lowers blood sugar and insulin levels and shifts that body's metabolism away from carbs and towards fat and ketones. And you know. Um, when this happens, your body actually becomes incredibly efficient at burning fat for energy. And that's why you, you can lose weight, especially if you've got extra fat to, to lean into there. And it also turns those fats into ketones in the liver, which supply energy in your brain. And this is how beautiful it works. Um, and like you said, you've, you know, you, you seem to have done more of um, kind of the intermittent fasting along with the ketogenic diet in order to get your weight to a place that you feel it sounds like healthy and it sounds like that you're doing great um, and that you've written this. I just got my blood work back on Friday. Now, back when I started, I was pre-diabetic and heading for diabetes. And now um, I got my blood work back on, on Friday, and the doctors are just stunned because all of the blood markers have, have come down, the triglycerides and total cholesterol and my A1C. I'm not remotely uh, pre-diabetic anymore. Um, all of this came from just eating the uh, ketogenic diet, um, not popping any pills or anything like that. I mean, you know, the, the supplements that people see uh, that, quote, put you into ketosis in an hour. Now, I just ate normal foods and learned to uh, not overdo anything. 
So Harlan, tell me about Speed Keto. Um, it seems like you got speedketo.com. How are you helping folks along this journey that you've experienced yourself, gotten benefit from as a consumer, understood and learned, and how are you sharing it with the rest of the world? So first of all, I mentioned that I had started with Facebook groups. Today, because I kept at it, my groups have grown and grown and grown, and I have probably a million and three quarters followers on Facebook of people who come to me almost every single day for information on keto. We also have a support group for people who've joined Speed Keto, purchased Speed Keto, and there we lavish them with attention. All the moderators in the group have been success stories on Speed Keto, and, and people have lost phenomenal, incredible amounts of weight by using Speed Keto, and which is essentially a combination of intermittent fasting, different types of fasting, and the ketogenic diet. So one week you might, might be doing a modified extended fast. I call it a fast, but it should really be in quotes because you can have electrolytes, you can have coffee with a little bit of heavy cream, and you can have chicken broth. And this keeps the calorie count down super low, but prevents people from starving. Um, the next week, they might be doing one meal a day. Um, so they fast uh, morning and lunch, and uh, they can have chicken broth if they want, but they eat a normal dinner. Some days they might be having two meals a day and skip lunch. So the metabolism never knows exactly what's coming, never builds that routine. So it just basically tosses up his hands and says, okay, do whatever you want, and the weight comes off. So I've got one last question before we uh, go through and promote everything that you're doing so folks can benefit from your work and from your experience. Do you think keto's for everybody? First of all, I see this every single day. There are per people who have health conditions, and my standard answer is you shouldn't make any changes at all in what you are doing without discussing it with a medical professional. Some people come to me and they say, I can't fast. Okay, if you want to do keto, we will modify speed keto so that you don't do any fasting at all. It will work. It will be a little bit slower. But there are people who come to me who are, I believe, keto is contraindicated for, people who are looking for uh, miracle cures of all kinds of, of situations. And I don't think it's, it's a one-size-fits-all. I think that unless their people are discussing it, with a physician or medical professional who really knows them well, they're not necessarily doing themselves a, a service. This is not a simple diet. You're making huge changes in your metabolism and what you take in. I don't think it's responsible to make this kind of a change without giving your doctor the courtesy of letting know what's going on. I appreciate that because I think it's fairly res restrictive, but it, it, I, it does have its health benefits and, the, and, the, and there's data behind that. But I've also seen folks that have a different genetic makeup that it certainly doesn't work for, that their lipid profile reacts um, oppositely to some others. And so it is a very individualized, diets in general, I think, um, are very individualized and what works for somebody else. Let me build on what you say. 
it, not just the lipid profile, but especially the hormone balancing. And if your hormones aren't balanced, for which you need to work with a medical professional, neither speed keto or the keto diet is going to work for you if you have significant hormonal challenges. I would suggest as well, if you're not sleeping, you know, if you don't sleep very well, weight loss, no matter what mechanisms you put on board is going to be an issue. So there's a lot of contributing things to success. That's why my next field is actually sleep. All right. <laughs> I want to help I want to help people sleep because unless you are getting good sleep, the connection between obesity and sleep is shocking. Absolutely, uh, and that's in the data there as well and I'm going to say this last thing about keto. I know that one of my um other podcast guests that I had, Dr. Nasha Winter, she's the co-author of The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. It's right here on my shelf. Great book. <laughs> yeah, and she's a very good friend of mine. I'm going to see her at the Integrative Health Symposium coming up here soon, where I'm actually talking about cancer stem cells, a whole other topic. But the thing about keto is that it actually primes the body to receive conventional cancer therapies uh, much more, I think, accurately and much more targeted than not. And so obviously a big uh, modality and a big intervention there. But Harlan, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I, I love your journey that you had, that you're healthy, that you came to finding Completely Keto, the author of Completely Keto Cookbook and Speed Keto. Folks, so you can go to the website, his website, Harlan Kilstein, that's K-I-L. S-T-E-I-N.com. And there's also speedketo.com. And of course, you can find him on Facebook. Harlan, thank you again so much. Mindful listeners, diet is foundational. Keto is definitely something in the research, in the data that can help with things like metabolic um, syndrome, insulin resistance, and get some help. And certainly join the Facebook group. See about it. Take Harlan's lead. He's been able to discover along the way and make mistakes, but hone it in. And now he's there to be your coach. All right, folks, we are going to see you next time.